The Overview is a production of Chaman V TV. Find out more about the show at chamanv.tv. What's up? What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 70 of The Overview. I'm Chaman V back from vacation, and I'm joined by Fish Sticks and our guest Mangachu tonight. What's up, guys? Hey, hey. Uh, we took a week off, and yes. I want to say thank you to the two people in my ranked games this week that were just like, Fish Sticks, where's the show? <laughs> this one's for you, guys. We were kind of on the fence this week, like, you know, everyone's just, yep. you know, you guys are coming, you're, you're coming back from vacation, Mangachu's just coming back from Katowice, everyone's sleepy and tired. Uh, but we thought, thought we might as well do it. And oh my God, so much news has hit, <laughs> especially like in the last couple of days. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we're doing it, Chris, because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, totally agree. And I'm I'm glad that Mangachu, uh, you're, you were able to uh, obviously do this with us tonight, given that, uh, you know, you're coming back from that awesome trip to Katowice. So uh, how was it? Are you back? Are you jet lagged at all? Or are you pretty much over all that stuff? I am very jet lagged. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm usually the one that is home to stay up pretty late. I went from being the person that would stay up latest in the team house to being the earliest by a pretty large margin. Okay. So I, I kind of like it. I, I'm experiencing the whole day now instead of waking up at like noon. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it I can see the sunrise. Yeah, your body but, actually reacts differently too. When yeah, you wake it, up it feels earlier. good. Yeah, yeah, totally cool. But yeah, so like you said, Ben, man, the last two days have been crazy. And I've been trying to catch up, but the last two weeks have just been crazy too. So, um, you know, definitely doing a show this week, I think was really important. And I actually had a few people too, not in game, obviously, cause I didn't play a game, but, but definitely people on discord and Twitter wondering like when the next one is. So this one is definitely for you guys. And we've got even more stuff to talk about because there seems to always be stuff announced on the day of our shows. No matter, no matter what day we do it, like it just decide they just decides to, you know, pile on stuff to our our topic list. So um, PTR More came content, out. The better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. PTR got announced today, so we'll be talking about that. But summer, we're gonna start with summer games and obviously the the, uh, the new events out with everything. Trying to get everybody's opinion on that. Then we're gonna talk about all the buffs, uh, primarily buffs. I, I guess maybe or sorry, yeah, maybe some people think are nerfs, but I think everything is a buff on the list. So with mm-hmm. the PTR patch, we'll discuss that. And then World Cup, of course, with Katowice this past weekend, and then uh, Burbank this weekend. We just kind of uh, maybe preview that, give some predictions. And then some news regarding Overwatch League, as well as some team and player, uh, you know, just some rumblings and some movement too. So uh, as always, there's always some good stuff there. If we have some time, we'll get to some questions. If not, then uh, we'll definitely see those questions for next week. But let's start off with Summer Games. So this is the first event that we're having a second iteration of because, uh, you know, Summer Games was the first event last year. And uh, what that means, guys, is that all the old skins are awesome, you know, are available, and we get this new set of skins and intros and emotes and voice lines. So, um, what do you guys? First off, what do you guys think of just first impressions of the event? Uh, someone said 
I think I saw on Reddit or Twitter or something that oh the uh, the beach episode of, of Overwatch is here. <laughs> I don't know if you're if you watch That's anime, you know much. what I'm talking about. Every yes. anime has like a beach episode. Uh, so true. I know you guys were talking before the show. You're saying you didn't love all the new skins like a ton, but I actually think some of these are pretty awesome, especially the sol- the dad seventy six. Yeah, dad seventy six. The, the socks and the one. sandals, uh, all the little <laughs> details are hilarious in there. Uh, I thought uh, Widowmaker looks great. The somber yeah. one's kind of weird. Uh, McCree in particular looking real, real good. McCree. Uh, Man, making, you making picked all the ones that cr- make me cringe, dude. <laughs> that's so I like these that, ones. I don't know. What can so I say? Funny. The McCree skin is objectively the best skin for McCree. His view model yeah. is actually like way smaller compared to his other ones. So if you oh. use it, you can oh, really? screen. Oh, yeah. really? Does he actually I have see. the towel on him when he's running around? I think so, yeah. And when you high noon, instead of the tumbleweed, it's a beach ball. <laughs> and you can see his hat go up. Oh, that's awesome. So it, it's pretty cool. I'm a fan of it. Yeah, you know, just McCree's, you know, chest hair and stuff or whatever the heck that's on his torso there. Just, I don't know, freaks me out when I look at it. Oh, it also on his belt, it says Samph instead of bam safe ass motherfucker <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i also missed out on the nihon genji skin yes, last summer games yeah. so i was able to snag it this time oh you got it oh okay, okay. And, nice yeah it only costs 250 credits yeah the, yeah bad. the great oh, thing that's about right. this like mm-hmm. there was some controversy on reddit or like twitter or whatever everybody was mad about the fact that we can get these skins again but like this is the only right. one where you can really argue yeah, about it please, come because on. you had to get it through RNG. Like you had to yeah. completely rely on just being lucky. Like I can't tell you how much money I spent trying to yeah. get every single fair item. And then my second hero that I played at the time, Roadhog, I missed everything. <laughs> I, I like I I don't know how. Like as I I cheese I probably spent like three hundred bucks or something stupid, Jeez. and I just didn't wow. get it. But now I have it, so. That's we're, right. We're and my son too. Uh, my son's been waiting a year to get that neon mm-hmm. Genji skin because that's the only one he doesn't have. So, um, yeah, well, we, we can't that. forget the best voice line in Overwatch was added this time around. <laughs> Daria saying, "It it is only a game. Why you have to be mad?" <laughs> Which, if you don't know that original clip, shame on you. It's <laughs> a great meme. <laughs> Yes, yes, it is a good one. Definitely a good one. Uh, as for like the intros, I love. I definitely the Ferris slam dunk one is awesome. This one right here that I'm showing, I think that one's a really really good one. I haven't actually seen the other ones. Let me see this. Target practice. Eh. Oh, 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 that's kind of cool. <laughs> no, that, one, that one's super cool. But yeah. I, anything that convinces people to play more Hanzo, I'm not a fan of right now. <laughs> oh my God. Hanzo and ranked has been the bane of my existence. I know that's like the most cliche thing to say ever, but yeah, yeah especially a- lately, man, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about these Hanzo mains. Oh, these are old ones, right? Like, yeah, this is from last ones? year. Okay. Yeah. They should have just, I'm surprised they, they kind of mixed the two. Okay. So I don't, with e- emotes, that's the only new taunt. Okay. And then the beach ball, this is obviously, this is new for sure. Anything that's regarding new. the beach. The right? other ones are old. The, okay. the other two are old. Okay. So they didn't really or three. too many things here, but, um, Last year, last year they went all out. You know that that was their first. That was their first major event. I'm pretty sure for skins. Mm -hmm. So they they wanted to blow it out of the water. Makes sense. Well, I hope it's not an indication that they're not going to have. You know, this is one thing I was a little bit worried about when when they were having basically repeat events. Is that we just wouldn't have 
as many new things come out each time. And this is kind of an indication of that. I mean, we've, we're only getting a few new things here instead of like a full set plus you can go get all the old stuff from last year. So um, I'm hoping it's not going to be all like this <laughs> the rest of the year. Uh, I, well, I, I do like all the, the new variety. There's a couple Halloween skins that I missed out on last year too. So I think at least this kind of tells us that these recurring events, you know, Halloween happens every year. Summer happens every year. So Christmas, we're, yes, we're, yeah, I know. We're going to probably get those skins again. So yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, hope so okay so the so this the dates for this is august 8th through 28th and um one additional thing too is that lucio ball is a little bit different and they've added a comp mode to it so there's placement there's a ladder you get you know comp points from it too and uh i've only gotten a chance to play it a couple times so i haven't even gotten through i guess placement matches quite yet but um have you guys played enough to get ranked and all that good stuff Nope. Nope. <laughs> what am I talking no. about? I'm talking I, about just freaking hardcore. Life. In all honesty, I'm <laughs> a huge fan of Lucio Ball. I tried playing it, and it just seems like I don't think people are gonna like it when I say this. It seems like a budget Rocket League. It's, yeah, it, it seems like you I don't even Rocket like Rocket League. League. Take out I'm, all the complexity. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm not a huge fan of playing Rocket League. Even like I, I've tried it. I, I have like five hours or something on the game, and I just it's not something that I would like to play. And then they just put it in Overwatch and remove half the mechanics. So, Yeah, I mean, it, I, I actually enjoy Rocket League, and there's definitely a few elements of Lucio Ball that, that's lacking, you know, in terms of the fluidity that Rocket League has. And I'm not even talking about all the tumbling and just all the things, the other things you can do. It's just the movement. You know, like, I, I think if it was on ice, like, if you were just in constant movement and sliding and things like that, it would be better. And it bothers me. I can't hit the ball by just running into it. You know, it's like you have to punch it or you have to boop it to move the ball. And that just, I like I instinctually always try to run into it and it does nothing. I just go straight through the ball. So um, I think if they made a few of those changes, it'd be cool. And then I was talking to my son about it. I was like, you know what? It would be cool if they made like a Farah version of this kind of soccer thing and just use concussion missiles, you know, and, and things like that to move the ball. I think that would be pretty fun too, because be cool. it's already instinctual. It's it's already part of like the concussion missile and what we do with it already, knocking people, you know, off the map and things like that. So just move the ball with it instead, and that'd be kind of an aerial thing too. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's just a little bit lacking, and it's cool that they've tried to ramp it up, you know, into something more competitive, but. It's the product itself isn't quite there still. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, if if it wants to be at the same level as Rocket League, it definitely needs more complexity. But it's I'm not going to play it regardless. Honestly, it's definitely better than last year, though. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, it's last better. year. Last year, I don't think I even touched it. Like, <laughs> I, I had literally no interest in playing it. Yeah. Other than for like the sprays, and then I didn't yeah. care enough. Yeah. So. There's also jump pads too. If people haven't played it, there's jump pads yeah. all over the board, especially near the goal. So, I mean, there's some people that are super good at playing goalie. It's like hard as crap to score on them. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there it is an upgrade from last year, but not just not quite. You know, like Rocket League level. Maybe, maybe the next iteration, maybe 2018, it'll be something as good as that. Uh, but anything else with summer games, guys? You want to talk about? I mean, I mean. Well, I guess. I guess. The Zarya changes hit. 
With that, that patch, was that was the Doomfist patch. patch. Before? That was, that Doom was Doom the Doomfist patch. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, you're right. Well, we right. haven't talked about Doomfist since it's been out, given that we missed. Last I know. Week. So any crazy re- revelations or I anything? Hate him. <laughs> you hate him. You hate okay. him. Okay. I hate, All right. I hate. He. He's one of those characters. He's like Roadhog. When when everybody realized how broken Roadhog was, he's so he feels so good to play. You just do whatever you want half the time and just get like three kills for literally no reason. But playing against a good Doomfist is probably the most frustrating thing because you can't really seem to counter it. Like people don't really understand what beats a Doomfist yet. Mm-hmm. So, so what, do, what does be the Sombra, Bastion, Sombra, Farrah. Bastion, Farah to an extent, yeah. Like there are times like I played when I was in Katowice, uh, I queued into Mano and oh. Toby, <laughs> I think, and they were playing DPS, and I solo waltzed Toby because you know we were having fun. <laughs> Every time we would kill each other, we would just scream at each other across the room. It was hilarious, but. I saw the waltz in one of them, and then I just hear a Doomfist charging right click, like, and then I die because I'm just standing still in the air. Like Doomfist can just shift up in the air and just punch me, and then I'm out of the game. And it's Mega, I think your problem here is you're not playing Doomfist to counter the Doomfist. That yeah, <laughs> honestly. I, I feel like if when that's the meta, that's not good. Do you need one? Yeah. That's that's not a generally good balance or meta balance whenever yeah. you have uh, to do that. <laughs> his kid is like ridiculously good. But it's also very unexplored. Like people haven't really put in the time and effort to figure out what beats this stupid hero. Yeah. So just growing. We'll pains. see. I, I don't want to say like nerf it right away. I mm-hmm. feel like they might need. To, like if there's one thing that I would do right off the bat, it would be reduce the damage that you uh, you start off with when you charge. Make it so it builds up further, so you can't do like a half charge and then one shot. A yeah. soldier or something for no reason, but um, other than that, I don't really have any. How comment. much does even the fully charged hit against a wall do? Do you oh, know? Three fifty. Three fifty. It's huge. Something like that. Oh, it does a lot crazy. of damage. And it's like, like yeah. with the way that you're positioned, like if you're on like Nepal Sanctum or something, and you punch him into a wall, chances are you're gonna be right next to him anyways. So they're basically dead. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if they brought down that damage to like 175 or something mm-hmm. for squishies, but it would be kind of cool if it still remained high for tanks. Cause yeah, the more otherwise he's like going to be, making he's gonna be completely based, useless. Maybe. Yeah. I think percentage based would be, would be cool in my opinion. Uh, or, or maybe not percentage based, mm, but like, like percentage base. I think like no, 175 would be cool. You'd, you'd one shot a tracer or like a slightly damaged squishy, but like a full health squishy wouldn't die. Mm-hmm. But like then he'd be so useless against tanks. Uh, so I think it would be cool. Like maybe I, I don't know. That's my idea anyway. Maybe he has like a thing where, or like a passive ability where you just do more damage to larger health pool characters or something. Yeah. Make it more of a tank buster because really there's only like two. There's Reaper and Roadhog kind of sort of ish kind of yeah he's, he's just there sort of is almost you know? a tank buster for some reason <laughs> yeah torb yeah. right click dude yeah <laughs> I, I was playing roadhog in rank today i don't want to explain why i got three shot by a torb like it was <laughs> it was it's powerful it's always been underrated man that, that... he's so good i wish <laughs> more people would play torb really man yeah mm-hmm. uh well anyways we've been talking about uh 
balance and you know some of the other characters why don't we talk about the ptr patch now which was released or at least the patches and the um update was released today and uh, let's start off at the top here so uh, first off there's a, a couple new game modes so that deathmatch and team deathmatch has been added to the arcade and uh it's something that i think we've all been talking about for a long time you know when, when we're actually going to get a chance to see this and it's finally there. I feel like there were like iterations of deathmatch already uh, in the arcade. Was it? Wasn't there? It was uh, elimination. Elimination. Yeah. elimination. Just right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mystery um, hero elimination. You know. Yeah. So this is just more of a, I, I think a more structured way of doing it. So it's just like, you know, the deathmatch is obviously everyone for themselves, eight players, first person to twenty, and then um, the team deathmatch is teams of four that go against each other and it's first team to score 30. So, um, yeah, just kind of cool. I think it's just something that is pretty predictable in terms of, you know, them putting this mode in arcade cause it'd be pretty fun. Uh, do you guys think it's just like all DPS kind of thing? Or do you think that people actually play healers? No, did you, uh, did you watch the, the video from Jeff? Uh, he, he said no, that didn't. a mercy res will take kills away from the other team. So, Mercy's probably going to be a must pick. Oh, maybe? I, I don't know. Wait, wait, it's what? Funny. Mercy res what? Oh, yeah, takes Mercy away. Res, if you get a oh, kill, it's a minus. Mercy res is that kill, oh, then you don't I get see. that kill point. Oh, that seems kind of silly. That's nasty, dude. <laughs> that's yeah, totally that's, nasty. That's pretty nasty, but it's only four four versus four, so you got to, you know. I guess that's, I guess that adds up. What I don't understand is the maps that aren't the arcade maps already, like Hanamura, Horizon, Temple of Anubis, Oskaya, Dorado, Wikenworld, Hollywood, and Kings. Yeah. How... I haven't taken the time to look into it yet, unfortunately. Small, but man. Yeah. Like, where do you spawn? No idea. Like, I mean... Uh, oh, I see I what actually, you mean. You can just I'm looking at that spawn, right now. Right? I'm actually you, curious. You can just camp their spawn, right? Yeah, I, I don't I'm know. Imagine, it, 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 it the spawns will have to be randomized, like... Like, do you spawn yeah, at, like, right? random points of the map? Like, I... Hmm. Yeah, I bet that's what it is. There's no way. There's no way they can just do have two spawn points. Because if you just spawn inside of each spawn, it's just, like... Well, maybe you can't kill know. each other in the spawns, so... I don't know. You have this that, weird, that weird chicken thing going on. Like, who goes outside first? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of stupid, but... <laughs> uh, it's kind of interesting, too, at the same time, now that I'm talking about it. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. Well, maybe somebody in the chat knows. Um, but overall, yeah, I think this is going to be pretty fun, and some people will have some uh, good times with it. Uh, the other thing too is that there's a a new map, but it's it's a deathmatch uh, map. It's Chateau Guard, I think is how you you pronounce it. And I think this is supposed yep. to be like Widowmaker's old mansion or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I took a look at it while I was exploring the new changes to Junkrat. It and it seems pretty cool. Um, there's like jump pads. Oh. There's megas that are in pretty well designed areas. Mm-hmm. It uh, it doesn't seem that bad. Okay, I just queued into a game of deathmatch really quick. You do spawn on random points. Okay, so good. Can, there's a little animation yeah, where like you've gotten like way. fizzles in or something. Like you're, it's like the Star Trek teleport thing. Okay. I don't watch Star Trek. I never did. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but like you like, I feel really bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you phase in you, you phase in it looks cool i'm so sorry <laughs> got you it's okay got it. keep it rolling it's got fine got it got it 
dude, yeah. Uh, Oreo, Oreo Fistar, or Oreo Fistar says in chat, new map looks super awesome. Yeah, visually it looks sick. Uh, and, and I'm excited for new game modes. I'm excited to try uh, D, D, Deathmatch and see just how, how it plays. Four versus four should put a high emphasis on skill. Uh, I've heard good things so far just on Twitter. I haven't. I literally got home from work like 10 minutes before we started the show. So I haven't had a chance to check it out. But uh, the one thing I will say is I'm excited. More opportunities for casual players and everyone to play Overwatch. I just want more payload maps. Like, oh, I just want more <laughs> payload maps so bad. Like, Eichenwald was the last one that we got, and it's pretty good. It's coming, like though. I mean, you, you know, you know um, they, they talked about the cycle, right? Like, they're going to come out with one of these type of maps and one of these type of maps, and then it's going to come back around. So, yeah, uh, it, makes, it makes sense. Hopefully, yeah. like, I am looking forward to either a hybrid or payload. Should be next. Like, if it's the rotations, the way they're talking about I really about, hope which, they, if they make it anything like Eichenwald, I'll be a little bit upset because I can remember I can more last. Yeah, and that. that like what was what not part fun. of it? Like, I mean, I can was pretty it. big. Literally all, all of it? it. All of I can last was just bad. Okay. <laughs> it was it was never fun to play because you just for one, you couldn't really experience it because you would never be able to walk into the choke point. Yeah, OK. But there, okay was, that's there true. was that one play from uh, Zumba and the World Cup last year. Yeah, yeah. But. Through, through I, I have faith in Blizzard. <laughs> I feel like they've learned, yeah. especially with Horizon. Horizon's a great two CP map. So, whoa, really? I think it's the best one out of all of them. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with that. You're, that's just the first time I've ever heard a pro ever say anything good about any two CP. Oh map yeah, ever. like well, I mean, he's, I, I he's love, saying I relative to the other two, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's comparing it to Hanamura, Volskaya, and yeah, that's, that's Anubis. That's or, might not be saying that much. It, it's not the it's not that best comparison, but it's. It's definitely the best two CP map by far. You know, why don't, why don't we jump into the actual uh, balance changes? Yep. Here we go. Batch. Let's go. These are go. these are interesting. Yeah, Junkrat. Like, super interesting. So Junkrat. Oh boy. Finally, they're doing something to Junkrat, given that he's been non-existent for a while now. And uh, concussion mine. Junkrat can now hold two mines, which is pretty interesting. If, if those of you that have, that haven't gotten a chance to try it, it's very much like. Symmetra's, uh, you know, uh, sentry turrets, you know, where it, it's weird. You can't throw two at a time. Like, you have to use one and explode it, and then you can immediately throw another one. But if you throw one out, oh. leave it there, and you throw another one out, the first yeah, one disappears. That yeah, that's what I was worried about. Yeah. Just looking at it, it doesn't really word it like that. So yeah. I thought you can just, like, drop two in one area and just one-shot somebody, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, seemed, it seems, like, really good on paper, but with the way that the mine is designed, if you hit somebody, you're going to have to predict where they're going to go anyways. Yeah. So it's not yeah, too can, bad. Right. But I, I do think that the damage is too much. Hmm. Okay. Being yeah, able to... Me, it seems like the mobility aspect might be one of the best parts. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because you can, you can, instead of just like either being able to use it for mobility or try to attack someone, now you can use it for mobility, get above the enemy team, and then drop another one and use that one to do damage. The thing that I'm kind of yeah. worried about with the way Blizzard has been balancing heroes lately is they really like mobility. They're yeah. they're designing all of their heroes are like all the heroes. I love it. I'm all for Arisa. Arisa. Going everywhere. Well, I mean, yeah, there's like Arissa, and then it's. I feel like every time they increase the mobility of heroes, they're like killing Ryanheart, and Ryanheart is like 
one of the best heroes to watch mm-hmm. specifically and to play against because playing against heroes like Winston and Diva is just the most frustrating thing because of the fact that they can just go anywhere and just distract you. And, but with Ryan Hart, like you, you always have to at the very least worry about him, but you don't have to worry about him being in your face. So hopefully, like if they continue to balance characters, they don't really focus on can they go literally anywhere on the map to increasing yeah. their strengths. Like Jean Quan is very good at shield pressure or spam angles, but yeah. now he can go literally anywhere on the map. So what else is he good at? We're gonna find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So far, at least when I played it, it's felt pretty good. It's definitely felt good. Will it be frustrating? You know, the kind of Doomfist feel good versus your your opponent? We'll have to see. Uh, the other thing is the rip, rip tires. The the tires movement speed has increased by thirty percent, and uh, that's a lot. It, that's a fast it's tire. It's fast. It, it's really fast. When I was doing it, uh, oh, I was a little yeah. bit out, a little bit out of control actually. When I was, it caught me off guard, dude. I was yeah. watching. The, I can. There's a video on Reddit showing off what it's like. You can get to like halfway into third point of Eichenwald third uh, Eichenwald last point from the back left corner of the first whoa yeah Yeah. and also i do not like the way that they changed the the wall climb limit i was playing it like while i was exploring what junkrat was like i just used it and i would just like climb up the wall on that new map and it just felt like broken i feel like you can just camp the ceiling and then once somebody just comes even close you just let go with spacebar you drop right on them and they die like there, mm-hmm. there isn't really any able any ability to like react to that. Yeah, what he's talking about, guys, is there's no longer a, a time limit of how long you can be climbing a wall. Because before mm-hmm. you basically couldn't climb a a wall that was a certain height, and then like he's you know Mangachu was uh, um, saying too, you can't just like sit there just like pound, bumping up against the ceiling nonstop just to just to keep a position. So um, yeah, that was that was pretty nice too. I mean, I was definitely scaling like all these walls that. It just felt crazy. A little bit yeah, crazy. it's like, it, yeah. tire went from being like not the best ultimate in the game to pretty pretty good. You, you were able to shut it down at the very least, you know. Like it's going to be hard to stop. That's for sure. Shot it, but yeah. like now, can you even hit it? <laughs> it's it'll be a surprise. But yeah. I I want to see how it goes before I even mm-hmm. consider saying nerf it well he needed it you know like junkrat if they want junkrat to be played i mean they they're they're definitely uh, he has been seeing more play yeah but that's mainly things flower (laughs) the koreans and the the world cup is so good man oh my god i I wish i was that good (laughs) yeah totally i I really do i wish any of my characters were that good man his junkrat his junkster cannot be dumpstered that's true all right let's talk about arisa now uh, fusion oh, driver. So the projectile speed has actually been increased by twenty percent. Right? Love it. Yeah. Her her gun was already good. Like yeah, there wasn't really anything good. bad it's about underrated. it. They, they were just like, you know what? We'll just make it better. You know, I, you can I, like, know. I can barely shot. notice it. Did you notice it's, a difference? I, I didn't notice that much big of a difference when I was doing. I, I couldn't really notice it, but like, why why do that? You don't. You didn't need to. It was already in a very good spot. Like that. That was one of the one things that like I would never change about Arissa was her damage output and like how fast she shoots. Like mm-hmm. she's very good at dealing damage to shields, especially. Yeah, and then the protective barrier barrier size is increased by twenty percent, and I think that's like twenty percent in both directions because it's ridiculous. It, it's just bigger, 
and so um, big. <laughs> the bar- so it says barrier shape has been changed also because it's not as wide. It's like a little bit taller, you know, instead of so wide. It's just more like a Rhine shield yeah. or no, it's no, a bigger it's, it's, shield, it's taller man. than it, Rhine shield. Yeah. Um, it's like a half Winston, half Reinhardt. Yeah. So it's got little curves on it, but it's also stationary. Yeah, that's pretty and, nuts if it's still on a six second cooldown. Yeah. I, I never would have expected him to balance that aspect of her. Like, yeah. I've never really had an issue with the size of her shield ever. It, they like, also they you, also changed the edges too, and, and like and how it work or how it's shaped too, so that people can't get quite around the the edges as easily, especially from down below because that was one of the reasons why they changed the shape of it because there was some issue with enemies being able to just easily circumvent it from below. So um, the coverage is super good at this point. Like right now I was like telling these guys that there was, I was playing well and there's this like one spot where there's like an archway here and an archway here. And I was able to cover both archways with just the shield and, and uh, like fully cover them, not even just like partially fully cover them and be able to just shoot both directions with it. So, uh, it's considerably larger. I don't know if that's better or worse, you know, right now. I mean, she's still weak to Tracer and weak to the same types of characters. Well, she yeah, might actually be able to still... kill a Tracer more reliably, though. 20%. Yeah, I feel like with her speed, it definitely becomes easier to kill things, mm, but like, okay. she still does lose to, like, those characters that could just deal so much damage because of how big her model is. Like, yeah. Reaper is still, like, just walks at her and <laughs> Easy. she dies. Easy kill, but yeah. okay. she does provide more just like overall value to her team with a bigger shield. So Yeah. I we'll could see. see people running her maybe instead of Ryan Hart on certain maps. Gosh, I could just see um uh whatchamacallit? The uh lunar space just lunar colony, just more and more of this <laughs> is a lunar colony. You can fill that entire window like on the, on the first point. <laughs> It'd be crazy. Or the yeah, the first point, right? Yeah, Aristotor. Right. Oh god, don't remind <laughs> me of that. Uh all right, next up, Roadhog. So uh I think we talked about this, right? Maybe it was a rumor before. you know, I think Jeff Goodman was maybe talking about these yeah, he, yeah. And uh, it looks like it's reality, at least in PTR. Take a breather. Can now be used while moving. So you can heal now while you're moving. And then damage taken while you're doing this uh, has been reduced by 50%. So that's huge. I mean, 50% damage reduction, no matter where you're doing it, is huge. Not to mention if you're on the move. And and uh, so Roadhog generally more mobile now, right? And turning into more and more of a DPS character, it seems. I don't think this does anything. I, I feel like you need to do something about his damage or how much damage he takes just in general because he's he just becomes a bigger alt farm now because you can't kill him. like You basically can't kill him through his take a breather. So he's going to get that health back and then you just kill him because he can't really kill you. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I mean, they're trying something to make him like not <laughs> between they're, they're trying to like not make him annoying as hell to play against, yeah, but not make him terrible at the same time. So it's better than nothing. Yeah, I feel like, oh, man, maybe I'm just the forever optimist. When I see a lot of these changes, I'm like, I'm always pretty excited about them. Uh, everyone seems to think this change is bad but i don't know i'm kind of interested because the damage the combination of the damage reduction and the mobility while healing is going to make it so that roadhog is actually pretty hard to kill um 
yes, he's still an alt battery, but not any more than he was before, right? I mean, so in my mind, like, if he's harder to kill and you're, you're going to have to devote more attention to actually killing him, then he's actually more of a tank, isn't he? I mean, you guys are saying he's more of a G- DPS now because he's oh, yeah. more mobile. and uh, But, I like, he's going to absorb more bullets and be able to get out easier and survive better. So he's just going to draw more fire. And then if you don't focus him... He doesn't do a ton of damage, right? He's not. He's not the they old road. They keep up. But in he that. could. They he could become a threat. Like... like if you completely ignore him, he could become a threat, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like right now, or somebody said this in chat, he just becomes better against characters that are very good at dueling. Because you just use that move, you're yeah, going like around, you get your health back. Yeah, like Tracer. And then, but you do have to rely on just getting super lucky and hitting a hook. But what happens when you get that hook? Like, do you get the kill? And that's the thing that's a little weird right now is you should be rewarded for getting that hook, but the community doesn't seem to like the idea of like being able to one shot somebody like that. Okay. So there needs, there needs to be something else with the hook that just like rewards you more for being able to hit that consistently. My my hypothesis way back when was like. It feels really shitty getting hooked. It exactly like you said, Mega. When you're playing as Roadhog and hitting the hooks, it feels amazing. When you're playing against Roadhog, you're constantly afraid. You're you're approaching points with Roadhog in mind because it's always such a present threat that could completely change the team fight at any time. It creates a lot of tension, which is, you know, actually kind of good and exciting for spectators, in my opinion. I think they just should have made the hook on a longer cooldown. Like that was the only change that I really think Hog ever needed. Back. It was range too, that, right? I think range cool. was an issue too at, at one point. Yeah, but yeah they both. changed a bunch of things that like people didn't really think about. Like, I I think when, but even before they nerfed the damage of Road Hog, I don't think anybody cared at the time. I think everybody was just like, yeah, yeah, it's Road Hog. You know, what can you do? <laughs> you know, I, I jump behind a wall. I jump behind this pole. Oh, I'm free, and then I kill him. But the damage has been done with that character, and now they're trying to build him back. And I, I do agree that like the buff isn't bad, but he will need more, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay, Widowmaker. So grappling hook cooldown has been reduced to 12 seconds to eight. So we're going to see a lot of Widowmakers, Spider-Man in everywhere. <laughs> so it's... I hate it so much. Why? I, why, do you, why? I think that's kind of cool. I do not like the design of Widowmaker. I think uh, I said this before. I, I consider just the design of Widowmaker herself and just the way that she works. It's toxic. You know, sometimes you're just you're trying to play around the fact that they have a Widowmaker. So you're playing around certain sight lines and then oh, she's got wall hacks. They know where you are. And then, oh, she's like 80 feet in the air because she can hook shot. And then you're dead because she knows exactly where you are and she can use her stupid mobility move to get a free one shot. It's well, it's, the, it's, I mean, it's extremely frustrating time, to play you, against. Can't you counter play against that too? Yeah, like it, there is counterplay to the character, but like with them reducing the cooldown, it just makes it so you have to worry about it even more which makes it even more frustrating in my opinion. 
I'm also a little bit biased, you know, I'm a fair, I mean, <laughs> yes, I, that's so what I was going to say. Maybe too. I'm just viewing this like <laughs> extremely biased opinion on Widowmaker, but like playing against her has never been an enjoyable experience for me and seeing more of her would not make me happy, but you know, I like playing Ferris. So what can I say? <laughs> yeah, I don't. So again, I'm going to, I'm going to be the voice of like optimism about this one. I don't mind <laughs> it too much. I mean, if you think about it, Widow isn't getting picked a ton anyway. I still think she's going to be highly situational. Like, uh, even with this buff, it's not going to make her any more viable on a huge amount of the maps. I think there are there are. I could see situations like, let's say, uh, uh, not Garden, but the other other point on Oasis, like the big University. open point in the middle. Like, oh, city center. No, no city, city center. Yeah, like city center. I could see widows flying all around that. Uh, like. Uh, Hollywood uh, on the streets phase, like I could see Widow just being a complete menace, and I'm people like watching that. about it. Yeah, like, people that's, like watching Taimu go yeah. fucking nuts on Widow, right? And yeah. hit those jump shots. People go crazy. I will give you the wall hacks, manga. manga. Like I, I don't like the fact that she can wall hack, given that you know you can. And she can give it to her team. team. Yeah, she can like, give it to why? her team. I think the wall hack thing should be removed to be honest like i think yep. they should figure out a different alt for because you know like csgo doesn't have that you know and that's like one of the the really epic things about csgo is the fact that you're just sitting there waiting right for something to come out from the smoke you know or or whatever and you're sitting there you know the the sniper the off the guy with the op is just staring at that right and I, I feel like that aspect of widowmaker is something that's important because that's there's a, uh, a parallel to that, it's really important that Widow is actually in Overwatch and that we do have this sniper. But when you do make her too powerful because of these like wall hacks and things, it's different. Like If you can see like they're about to come, it's not epic, right? For the spectator, it's not actually that epic to, to have a Widowmaker just know that that person's about to come around the corner. So it, it definitely takes away a little bit. And I don't know, I like grappling hook as a spectator. I think it is going to be kind of cool watching her flying everywhere and making some epic shots. If it starts happening too much, then okay, then we can start talking about like, okay, they're just like wiping out back lines so easily with Widowmakers. It's ridiculous. But, um, you know, this is all PTR. Keep in mind, guys. This is all PTR. True. Knowing Blizzard though, 90% of it would go through. Can you name anything that was pushed to PTR that hasn't been on live? Uh, There were like the Bastion thing. The Bastion thing. No, it got pushed. What? Bastion changed immediately. It got oh, changed immediately, oh, but they pushed it, it okay. to life. Shoot, okay. <laughs> I played it in a tournament. It was a great experience. There I got was that one week where <laughs> you saw Bastion in every ranked game. Yeah. That was interesting. I, that was honestly the most enjoyable time I've ever had because I was, really? I was aware of how stupid it was, but it was so much fun just killing everybody. <laughs> and my, my highlight of it was playing Bastion in the Carbon Series tournament. And they ran a Hanzo to try and like break the Reinhardt shit to kill me. And they had Reinhardt or the Hanzo wall. I just I'm sitting on cart, and a Hanzo wall just comes right at me, and I just whatever, man. I'm just holding right click, (laughs) and Mercy's healing me, and then I kill four people. (laughs) Yes. It's okay. To your point. All right. All right. I don't think anything. I, I can't think of anything that hasn't been pushed. Yeah, we've we've had this discussion. Oh, then Discord through barriers. That's well, they removed that. They removed that from PTR. I'm talk. That's true. Okay. <laughs> one thing out of like one hundred ninety percent has yeah, gone. Through. 90%. Okay. Okay. Ninety percent. Okay. So. All right. 
yeah. chances are everything here will go to life. So and the then other, the, the Venomine. Yeah, yeah, the Venomine. So the Venomine also is something that's you know somewhat of a uh, wall hack. If it's if a target's in, uh, affected by the Venomine, then you can now see it through uh, walls. But it's only I Widowmaker. Mean, it's not the whole I'm team. okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. that. This is, this Venomine is has been terrible. Yeah. It's not good. It's <laughs> Venomine just is the it, worst it, ability in the whole game. Like, let's be I real. Think, There's not a worse yeah, ability. I can't think of anything that came close to how bad that move is. And <laughs> them adding that just makes it a little bit better. But it's still pretty, pretty bad. Is You just shoot it. But yeah. also, one thing that I want to think yeah. about, the dot effect does go away when you grab a health pack. Do the wall hacks go away? It should. I, I think it, if whatever health effect, you know, the dot effect, I think it's probably is associated with the, the wall. Like, you're bleeding, and then you're bleeding some crazy radioactive thing or something. So I think if you, um, if you stop the DOT, I would assume it would do the same thing. But we can ask. I mean, we can definitely see if somebody... Um, has tested it yet, but um, that would be a big deal. If he, if the the wall hack continued on for the duration, that would be ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. Uh, so, anyways, like finishing off the cha- uh, patch. Is there anything else that was on here? That crosshair outlines. They oh, where, removed them. Where's that? Directly below it. Directly below Widowmaker user interface. Okay, there we go. The, I don't understand. Like there is a picture that Midnight made of um, the amount of people that made a request in the pro feedback channel of, of the OW saying, "Add crosshair outlines for the Doomfist patch," and, and it never came, unfortunately. But now it's here, so thank God. I don't even know how they removed it. Like I, I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> some, it's just a yeah. no, dude. I don't. I don't even know. It's in the notes. Oh. Well, I mean, they they just added new crosshairs. Oh, they they added new crosshairs, <laughs> and they just didn't have an outline. I I don't know how they forget something like that, but they did. But at, at least we have it back in our lives. That's yeah. all that matters. Okay. Well, all right, PTR guys, go in and test it out, and I guess you know, like let Blizzard know anything that you guys see, or just let us know if if you discovered anything that we might have missed. Uh, but let's move on to World Cup, given that World Cup is and yeah, kind of rounding out this last weekend, at least of the group stages. And uh, Mangachu just came back from Katowice, so um, what a exciting group there. I mean, generally Koreans dominated, like we all expected them to dominate. Uh, yeah. So nothing really new there, but boy, you guys, man, had a definitely epic series against Russia, um, and you were the main focal focal point of a lot of discussion too, good and bad. So uh, yeah. I think you were the perfect booty person butt to cheeks, have. booty butt cheeks, <laughs> booty butt cheeks. It's weird that so many people care about that stuff, and then I get tweets that from like Flame. That said, my diva was a joke, and everybody was like, "Oh, dude, you're you've roasted him. You're dude. you're too toxic for Overwatch or something." And they're like supporting that. Yeah, uh, I mean, Flame like, can do no wrong in the eyes of this community. I am convinced. I am convinced. Yeah, like, I don't know what I, that just me saying does. Flame that means that there's going to be Flame emotes spam in chat <laughs> well, right now. The fact that Flame's not in this episode will get like. You flamed in yeah. the YouTube comments. That's what <laughs> always happens. No flame, blah, 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 blah. You know, just like, it's ridiculous. 
<laughs> but yeah, so um, you know, the, the diva play obviously was a a big uh, point of um, yeah, people discussion. People weren't a fan of it. I but did then play, your fair like, play, you know, obviously yeah. made up for it, right? So it was a crazy balance. Were you aware of all of this or uh... not? Until I got home, I, <laughs> okay. I I thought I played pretty well overall. My team was very supportive. They were like, "Yeah, you're playing Diva like the way that they wanted me to play Diva." Um, th- this is something that I, I, w- I wasn't usually used to. The way that I play Diva with my team, whenever I play it, is I pocket our Winston. But hmm. whenever I scrum with Team Canada, I pocket for I know I pocket <laughs> Rolf. Uh, oh, okay. I, yeah, I, so I don't exactly. really do anything but try and shut down the tracer and make sure Rolf takes absolutely no damage, so he can do whatever he wants. Rolf is a very good Zenyatta, so like yeah. it's something that I agree with. And considering my approach to Team Canada, which was I just play whatever people want me to play, which ended up being Diva. I would just listen to people, and they could like borderline micromanage me. So I just did that, and okay. Reddit didn't like it. So yeah, whatever. I, I got a lot of flack, but you know, we qualified for BlizzCon. We're, I know we're, exactly. We're top it's eight. Like, we did better man. than last year, and I quote unquote led this team to top eight in the world. Congrats, bro! So, congrats, yeah, definitely congrats. I, I I feel like I deserve some credit, but everybody focused on my diva play more than me fragging out as Farah. So what, okay, what can you let, do? let's be honest. We all like watching you play Farah more than oh, absolutely, <laughs> dude. I mean, I'm not gonna deny that. Like my, and I'm sure you like playing Farah more than Diva. It's clear you like playing Farah more. Yeah, because I get to see it. I just, I despise yeah. playing Diva. I, I don't. It's a problem that I have when it comes to just like playing this game at a professional level. Is this like I don't respect the design of Diva, so I just don't like playing her, and it's something that yeah. I need to work on with my mentality. But. I love shooting things, so I got to play. I said, "Screw it, I'm playing Farah." Or no, XQC. Let me tell you how we figured this out. We were playing on. We picked out Ilios because we were like, "Yeah, they almost lost to Farah Mercy," and we went into it thinking we would have Surefire on Farah. So we played Ruins to see how it would go. We got a hundred zeroed, and my team, our XQC, said, "Screw it, let's cheese them." Okay. He literally said the words, let's cheese them. And then we went triple DPS for a mercy. And then the comeback began. And. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So XQC made the pick, call. Basically. XQC they, yeah. told us, told, made that call. So it was pretty much shout out to him. If right. he didn't call that, we probably would have gone for road. <laughs> really? Wow. Honestly, like with, with okay. the way Hollywood went and the way yeah. Ilios Ruins went, like. I, I was losing confidence the more that I was playing Diva. So playing Farah and being able to play as well as I did definitely just turned it around for us. So who is the captain on the team, you would say? Um We Joe Meister is a shot caller. Mm-hmm. Um I tend to try and make plans with like our dive targets. Um one problem that we've always consistently had scrimming with Team Canada was communication. We have a very quiet front line. Uh, XQC is probably the only loud person, but like he would just call stuff as he was doing it. We never really went in with a plan, so I would try and enable people. So like, if Agilities would have his mm. blade, I would ask him, Agilities, what do you want to use or what do you want to kill with your blade? And then we would make that our primary dive target. I would ask people to find out where things are, and then XQC would decide whether or not it's a good dive target, mm. and we would just okay. like build off each other with that. Okay. So cool. we have like, sorry to answer your question. Out of game, I'm the captain. In game, it's a mixture of Joe Meister and myself. Hmm. 
Okay, that's cool. I mean, sounds pretty reactive and things. And I, I feel like, you know, Team Canada and we've even done it on this show, you know, are, I think is scrutinized the most <laughs> out of all the teams, you know, like especially because of what happened in E3, you know, just what yeah. weird circumstances yeah. even at E3 Some, and carried over. Play, yeah. Yeah. When, when you play with 40 FPS, sometimes, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you don't play the best. But <laughs> when the community needs to know about that stuff, you get you get flack. But you I know. mean, on paper, I still feel like the Canadian roster might be stronger than USA. I, I don't know. The way so when we started scrimming again, uh, which was about a month and a half after E3, uh, Team USA rolled us. Team, US, Team USA was it was very yeah, one sided in their yeah. favor. Yeah, from what and whatever ZP said. Or Jake. I don't even, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Jake, Jake said that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it was far from as one sided as they made it sound out to be. They were winning. <laughs> they were winning, oh. but as time went on, we were progressively getting closer and closer. And the last time that we played, we basically like it was three two in their favor, and we were about and we were one one on cough, and then XQC had to literally move out. So we canceled scrims, but like we were, we've gone to the point to where we can either get a positive win rate in the scrims, or they can beat us by a little bit. Yeah, so pretty even is what you're saying. Yeah, uh, but so there, there's a definite rivalry that's here between USA and Canada. So it's please, it's a, it's a really forced rivalry. This. We're all good friends with each other. Like, yeah, but, I, I like yeah. everybody on Team USA. Team USA likes everybody on Team Canada. No. You hate no, each other. You hate each other. Exactly. We're going to roll them if you play them in bracket, dude. Oh, they hell yeah. That's what I like to hear. They scared if they run into us at the BlizzCon bracket, dude. We might play uh, them. Uh, I will say, though, you guys better be scrimming against each other like crazy. You've got to got to do us proud. Yeah. We, we, you got some we, really we, tough opponents. Korea. It's just pretty oh, much. If, we're, if, we're, if we end up playing each other in bracket, we play i don't think we play them like i don't play south like team canada 100 percent is i'll play south korea until grand finals if we make it there we play the winner of like france and australia i think wow that's a big one <laughs> that's so that, that's already going to be a it's not south up. korea that's all that matters <laughs> as long as you're so, not in that, maybe that we yeah yeah um well let's talk about the the russia series because this mm-hmm. was ba- this was to to move on or not you know because Korea already took the first spot, and uh, you know it was really all about who could get the second slot. And you know Russia was looking, you know, strong as as they did last year. Uh, yep. You know, going into this groups and even during this groups, I think a lot of talk we talked about Shadowburn a few times recently, and ZP in particular was talking about Shadowburn maybe not being as good as he was last year. And I think, I think that's wrong. <laughs> I mean, he played well. I think this. with the way last year was designed. I think Team Russia was well aware of how good Shadowburn was and well aware of, like, that meta specifically was so good at pocketing one specific person because then a boost was ridiculous at the time. Yeah. With the speed boost and everything. So you could just, like, throw all of your supports and all of your defensive cooldowns into one person and they can just 1v6. But with this patch or this meta, everybody kind of had to play well. And, mm-hmm. like, Shadowburn. Like everybody on their team performed very well. Like yeah. they were all great players, and Shadowburn specifically is a god on land because he's so like him and mistakes are both like they play with like one fifty ping, forty fps. I know, like so crazy. They, they play exactly like we played at E three, yeah. and they're gods still. Like they and play they still, very well. Yeah, they still do super well. And then they go on land and they dominate. So 
Like both teams played extremely well. It was just the problem with them is they played like I watched them scrim. Luckily for us, we played them last day, so I could watch them play against Turkey. Like I watched the VOD twice, mm-hmm. and I saw how they played against Fair Mercy and Shadowburn was very greedy with his with his dash blades or with his dashes. Yeah, he would try and dash just to like take damage on their Farah, and their Farah was always playing very aggressive, which is very similar to my playstyle at the time. So what I decided to do was Back play <laughs> the most passive Back I have ever exactly. played in my as life. I would just apply a pressure from a distance so they would try and kill me and waste their cooldowns like your like um Chow, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, would just fly at me. Yeah. The diva flying at you was a pretty Yeah, he would just fly up at me and like and then he would fall down and then my team would dive him and kill him. So like they didn't really adapt to Fair Mercy that well, which is pretty much why they lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, the series was epic, though. I mean, it, oh, know, yeah. it came down the, to obviously the last, uh, the last map there, the very and, last map, and we got blessed by Blizzard. They were just like, you know, you have three people that could play Pharah on your team. We're just gonna, we're gonna give you Oasis. Oasis the best map for Pharah probably in the game. Yeah. And y'all got the first, y'all got uh, University too, right? Or, or you took yeah. University in the beginning university, too. Like was I was huge. a little nervous going into right, that, yeah. Yeah. but luckily. With the, I, I used to think that like I was pretty upset, honestly, going into Katowice because Team Russia recently had their roster changes, and looking at it at that time, it was just definite upgrade. Like we're gonna have a much harder time playing against them than we would against the original roster. But the moment that we started playing them in tournament, and we ran fair and mercy, and they just didn't switch. I kind of realized that like they didn't have the time to play those other comps. They were so focused on being good at Korean dive that they never had the time to expand into Sombra or yeah. Soldier or like stuff like that. So I guess in the end, like that roster change was pretty bad, but just like on paper, it was amazing. Yeah. I just it hope Shadow Bru- Lan as well, make it true. Yeah, that, yeah, it, it was, was my first Overwatch Lan. Yeah, I that was like the most fun I've ever had playing this game. I miss it, dude. <laughs> I was playing. I scrimmed against Immortals yesterday, and I did one v once against Agilities with Farah, and it, it feels so different. I I, I didn't really think about it because it's just like, oh, Farah rockets feel the same as on land, but they're just like it was a projectile. It's not going to change much, but like it, it felt so much slower. Was oh, it, weren't the servers like higher tick rate? Too, 144 tick. It's like butter, right? It feels like butter. Like playing Zarya, like I played Zarya for about like five minutes total throughout the entire event, but it felt so good. Just I mean, like you can you hear, hear it. the ticks. Yeah, you can hear oh, the tick. Yeah. It's like every single connection. Yeah. That, and it oh, feels cool. so good compared to live. Okay. That's cool, man. We just need yeah, to do over, that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I wish, man. Yeah. I would love to have 144 text 24-7. Overwatch League. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. when that goes down, dude. It's freaking right? coming. Yeah. Land ping 24-7. I get to scrim on that, dude. I'm just going to get in. And when I, <laughs> If I do, I'm going to love it. All right, let's talk about production a little bit. Given that um, you know, we had a new set. It was ESL Studio. And um, there wasn't a crowd there, so that 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 was like the first was, thing I would say. It wasn't. Yeah, the crowd was very small. I yeah. feel like that's pretty good for me because every single match I went in so nervous. Like <laughs> I, I've never been more nervous about anything in my life. Yeah, and the like the crowd size definitely helped. Okay, 
I mean, you, you were, we're coming from Sydney, you know what I mean? So it yeah, was like Sydney a, a, was huge. It was like a theater, <laughs> was, and it was right. entirely full. Yeah, yeah, and I think this week is going to be closer to that than um, the ESL studio. But one thing about nice about the ESL studio is the stage looked great. You know, like we had the team names right in the front, like an LED, and then we had this giant, you know, middle thing, the middle screen that was showing, you know, just the, you know, whatever, the, the game screen or the broadcast or whatever. And um, it, it was really pretty and nice, and I, I definitely appreciated that. Uh, what did you guys think about the backdrop for the desk? Because it looked like it was out in the daytime with the blue skies, you know, and things like <laughs> yeah. that. Do you like that more? Or do you like the dark back setting kind of thing better? I like the bright blue. It fits with Overwatch's whole brand of just okay. the bright, optimistic future. I like it. You know, I mean, what I'm Johnny's I, face was just like, like illuminated. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was so it, it was like differently colored. It was cool, um, but uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean by that. Making sure, what were you about to say? I I enjoy it. I, I was a big fan of the of the. Uh, oh, sorry, the uh, the staff or the people that ran the drone table. It was very enjoyable i was like we were our practice room is like directly next to it so whenever we would walk in for makeup we would pass right by him and they just seemed to have so much fun and maybe it was the background the background just changed their mood towards everything <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what what they'll have this week but all these tweets and you know little pics of people it looks pretty sending, cool. it looks pretty sweet it looks pretty epic right now at least during rehearsals so um you know, hopefully USA will pull it off. Why don't we take a look at the brackets and uh, make some predictions here too? Um, we've got Group G, uh, yeah, Group G over here with USA, and then the highly underrated Chinese Taipei, or maybe not underrated so much if people following over uh, Overwatch competitive, and then Brazil and New Zealand. So, what do you think between uh, Brazil and New Zealand? New Zealand, do you think those two could? Uh, Maybe take one of the top two spots from USA and Chinese Taipei. I think it's an extreme outlier chance. Um, as far as I'm concerned, this upcoming event in uh, in LA this weekend in Santa Monica, I think is probably the most clear cut, at least in the groups phase. Uh, Brazil, we have seen a number of good Brazilian players and good Brazilian teams uh, over the course of, uh, well, in, in esports in general, but yeah. also over the course of uh, Overwatch comp competitive history. But it, it, I almost feel like it was like more so in the early days. Like we actually haven't seen the Brazilian teams playing mm -hmm. in any of the tournaments. We just haven't had a chance to see them play. So who knows? They might bring out some major upsets, uh, but I, I think it's a big off chance. I know absolutely nothing about New Zealand, but I mean, how many people live in New Zealand? Like you're that, like that player pool is absolutely tiny compared to like any of these other uh, nations. I mean, how many people um, live in Japan, dude? And you know, Japan did quite, quite dude, well. Dude, yeah. like a hundred million people live in Japan uh, <laughs> compared to New Zealand. Okay, all right. Sure. New Zealand's probably like what? I, I, I don't even know. I'm assuming New Zealand's like hundred million, million people, people live in Japan. Oh my god. Okay, I guess I just. I don't I'm think it was smaller than that. Just go in like it's 127 straight. million. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Is it really? That's yeah. crazy. That's Jesus. a tiny ass island okay. too. That's yeah. ridiculous. Um, the one thing I will say is I think Taiwan is by far like you, you mentioned it. You, you mm -hmm. alluded to it, Chris. I think Taiwan 
has a really good chance to go super far in this tournament in general. As long as they don't face off against Korea first round, I think they're going to be doing really, really well. And the reason for that is because everyone's, everyone was like illuminated by how well Australia played in their group stage. But the, t- the Australian team, Blank Esports, uh, apparently, I actually haven't gone back and watched the match. I need to do my due diligence and do that. But the, the Blank Esports actually lost in a huge way to the Taiwanese team. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got the Southeast they got Asia rolled. tournament. Like they got rolled. Uh and and these are the same teams that we're talking about here. So in theory, that should mean that this this Taiwanese team or what whatever they Chinese whatever Taipei Blizzard Taipei calls them Chinese Taipei. <laughs> officially, yeah. Uh, officially, but Taiwan, I'm going to call it Taiwan. Yeah. Uh they should in theory be really really good. Like substantially better than Australia at least by last time they played. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, we might as well talk about Group H, too, with UK and Germany and Israel and Belgium. Um, yeah, I, I think I feel like this is going to be a very, very competitive group for the top two spots. And uh, UK, you know, I had Stylosa on Overwatch like, a couple weeks ago, too, and he sounds super confident about the UK team also. So I think there's going to be a, some very interesting matchups you know, after groups are over and going into the, that top four and trying to figure out the top two teams. But um, Group H, what do you guys think? Just UK and Germany? Or, I mean, Israel Israel's is Kai Kai made a pretty interesting tweet. Okay. Uh, yes. Israel is going to 4 Germany. Yeah, Israel looks I, pretty good too, right? I, I actually Israel. I, I have no idea what the roster is like. Well, Ben, you linked like, me just like perform. the team, right? Well, it, yeah, it's a full if you team, look at right? it, there are a handful of teams in this whole tournament, which all of their players come from a single pro team. Taiwan is one. Australia is one. Uh, uh, and also, Israel is one. Israel, all of these players come from the same team. And it's also featuring a place, player like Cafe, or Cafe, I'm not sure how to say his name, who was, wasn't he the number one ranked player on the EU ladder? Or yeah, for like a bit. Yeah. So I think Israel is a sleeper pick. And even, honestly... I think Belgium is a sleeper pick too. There's a lot of really well-known names on this team. You've got Logic, Spree, Bod. Where, where do I remember Bod? Oh yeah, he's still he was the on the Melty team, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was on Melty Esports. Yeah. So I think this Belgian team player. actually could turn heads too. This is going to be a crazy. I think that, oh, that group is, is pretty sick. Actually, Neck Turtles in chat just mentioned that uh, Brazil is a, is also a pro team entirely. Yeah, Brazil. Like I didn't realize that. Hmm. Yeah, actually, shit. This this is this, this is might be, be really head, interesting this week. Very, very competitive group stage. We, I've only seen that team play once, and that was in the second to last Alienware monthly, and they got seventh slash eighth. But that was also with a Korean team that entered. So mm-hmm. you can't be too surprised. And they were playing with like high ping, but like that's the only thing I've seen of them from like playing against team or NA teams. So yeah. I want to see how they perform online. So yeah, all the Americans, man, cross the fingers, root hard this weekend, guys. Oh my root god! Here's the sad hard. part, though. Uh, if you think about this, there's only two spots left in the finals bracket for BlizzCon. One of them is facing off against Canada. One of them is facing off against South Korea. So whoever is the lower seed, it, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm there's, assuming this is yeah, how it yeah, works. Right? Yeah. Whoever is the lower seed here has to face off against South Korea. Personally, I think Taiwan has is the best team out of these two groups, like probably by far. So even if the USA can make it through this group and they have a lot of tough uh, uh, challengers, they're probably going to have to play South Korea first 
Whoever else makes it through is probably going to have to play South Korea first. That kind of sucks, man. Who put these brackets together? <laughs> like that's that's so anti hype. It was kind of a little bit like last year too, right? Where USA had to play play Korea early on too, or pretty early on in the the. See, I just wish like BlizzCon was double elimination or like the yeah. top sixteen teams, and then like best of fives or something like that. Yeah. Like I just want more. I can't believe it's only going to be eight teams. Like so many awesome because BlizzCon's two two days. Dude. <laughs> I know that's I know. why Is it two days. It's ridiculous. That's yeah, only two days. Yeah, it's what? only two days, dude. <laughs> Yeah. How did? Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was like I thought it would be three or five or something. That's I don't know. That's but, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it was really tough catching everything this year. This is going to be the first year that some of the Blizzard title championships won't be at BlizzCon. Like Hearthstone's not going to be there. What? Yeah. So there's going to be. I don't know if there's even going to be a Hearthstone section like stage wise. To I was hoping. I'm sure, there will be. I was hoping Crip would be there, man. I well, want to be Crip. Crip might still be there. It's just okay. I don't know what event wise will be there. I've been subbed to Crip for like 32 months. <laughs> I gotta meet the men. You've never um, met Crip? Yeah, he's great, man. He's totally great. Um, okay. Well, anyways, well, this is going to be a pretty epic one. Definitely be sure to watch it this weekend, guys. And. Uh, this is going to conclude the group stages, so lock. It's going to lock all the places for BlizzCon, and uh, should be an epic one. Uh, hopefully, again, USA is there, and I think it will make it just even more hype whenever we get to. God, I would be there. so depressed if USA doesn't yeah, make it to BlizzCon. I too, man. I will, it's going to be hard, though, dude. I it think is, they, but can, they do can do it. it. They can. Do they it. can it's do not it. like they can do it. They can definitely do it. It's just they have to play well. No question. So. Um, all right, hey, I'll well, see you if you're, if you're going. I'll see you there. I, I'll yeah, be there on Sunday. I'll, I'll definitely be there. No question. Nice. So will I. Yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, right. yeah. I gotta have to be. So. It's gonna be on. No, I mean, we're gonna be rooting <laughs> no, for I Canada mean, uh, too. I'll in, be this rooting. weekend. At, in, uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm not gonna be there. No, I'm not gonna be there. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about <laughs> LA. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That should be awesome. I would Definitely like for- to be in LA all the time. After but going to there for three days at E3. Well, that's a good segue. Yep. Mega two. I'm because a genius. There's two LA teams. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh, in yeah. OWL. Is that the next insane. part of this? this yeah, yeah, we can go, yeah. go for it. So Overwatch Perfect. League news. Yeah. We can do that. We can do that. So um yeah, let's talk about some Overwatch League news then. And um like uh Ben just said that there's been some more announcement of more teams, which is uh two new cities, and one's actually a repeat. So we're talking about London being in the mix now in a second LA team, which uh, is the first, uh, at least location for that to happen. And London is actually going to be C9. So, you know, I think Jack had a post or at least he had a quote that was in this uh, announcement here. So C9 is actually going to be part of the Overwatch League uh, and not even competing in the US is going to be in, in London. So first European site, which a lot of people, you know, when the news first came out, was wondering, where the hell is Europe? What the heck's going on? This is supposed to be Global League, you know? (laughs) And, you know, sure enough, we finally get London here. Look at where the Overwatch League is, just like on that image. It's just covering like (laughs) a large majority of Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. That's kind of a good point. Yeah, for some reason, it reminds me of a risk risk map or something. It's in in an unlucky spot for people who really want Europe to be in it. But with C9, it's it's pretty good. I I was surprised C9, though. When I first heard the announcement, I thought it was the other way around. I thought C9 was the second LA team. It makes sense. 
and then I read it, and it was just like, oh, that's not true at all. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely great to hear. You know, C9, I think we were, you know, there were some rumblings about the C9 team, obviously, in the last month or two, and maybe some things going on there. But, um, you know, it turn, turns out they're definitely in it for the long haul and going to be part of the, the big league. Um, I guess the question is, is, is the roster going to be the same? What do you guys think? I highly doubt it. I think they got to make some changes um, personally. I was scrimming with uh, or against Kangarna today, and Gods was playing with them. Oh, Ooh, exclusive. I don't know if that's an actual thing. No leaks. Don't post this is probably don't post this regardless. on reddit do not it's going we can't on reddit dude there was already a post today about like some person oh, on a podcast leaking a bunch of stuff yeah i saw that too podcast leak number two god screaming <laughs> with kangarna one time it's official dude he officially joined he's under contract it's a three-year contract they're in overwatch league but yeah uh yeah we screamed against kangarna gods was playing so I don't know what's going on exactly with C9. It's it's a mystery, despite being with two of the players on C9 for about a week. I was told absolutely nothing. So I have no general information on that, other than God's. So And Kaiser, I guess, since he's on our way now. Yeah, okay. Well... It's great. It's definitely great given that C9 has always been one of the fan favorites. And um, you know, it's re- I think it's important that we ha- get s- just retain some of these these endemic teams that we've been we've grown to love in, in Overwatch esports. Um, speak. So with this news, th- there's always another side to this news too. So uh, you know, we're talking about the LA team as well, but London in particularly, there was somebody that woke up the next day and was not very happy, and that was the Fnatic owner who, oh boy, who apparently was going after that London site too, and uh, you know Sam Matthews was uh, tweeted this. The let me show you guys. <laughs> right here and uh, you can kind of derive what he's saying here uh and i don't know I'm not sure how that happens i guess two people bidding for london you know and fanatic missed out or maybe it was just between maybe, c9 and, and fanatic you know that maybe that, dropping maybe. your players <laughs> might put a bad taste in blizzard's yeah. mouth yeah when it yeah comes I guess, how much faith you have in the overwatch scene good point so. good point yeah, so it does help to have an, an active team and that you can at least. Their team wasn't point to. like their it team was, was in a rough spot. Yeah, it was still but good. it wasn't like they, they. At one point, they were like top five in the world. Mm-hmm. Like they were nuts. They were playing super well, and then they fell off super hard, unfortunately. But like that doesn't mean you just drop all faith in them and just drop the roster and then expect to get into their league where you invest a crazy amount of money. Yeah, but. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, I saw. Okay. I was looking at the Zoom, and you were like moving your head every once in a while. I, I don't know if you were trying to say anything. I, I definitely like <laughs> tried to say like three t- things, but it's okay. Uh, I I don't know what happened there. That's weird. Anyway, I have zero sympathy for Fnatic in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> they had a very good team that was very well liked by the fans. And okay, yes, you you run into issues. You stop playing as well. One or two people leave. They just scrapped the whole team. You could have rebuilt around the core. I mean, Cool Matt and Buds, look what they're doing now with FNRG, yeah. RE, whatever they're called. Fuck that name. Um, 
But like, I have zero sympathy for Fnatic in this situation. And that whole thing, like, four emails, no response. Like, come on, man. Like, look, this is OWL. Like, you need to have a major investor that can put down $20 million. Did Fnatic have that? I know they're a huge esports team and they've taken investment, but they haven't taken that much investment. Like, if you don't have the investment lined up and you weren't like knocking at the door with a big sports owner, like, I'm sorry. Like this is how OWL is working. You need to have that kind of backing. So, and the other thing I was trying to say also when my mic wasn't working is no other team owner deserves a spot in OWL more than Cloud9 and Jack. Mm-hmm. Like they they picked up this squad before almost any other other yeah. before the first. game even released. They were before the, the game even released, they picked to, up yeah. they picked up what were they called back then? Google Me. Google uh, Me. Yeah. Yeah. They picked up Google Me, and despite having issues, they tried to rebuild. They brought new people onto the team. So Cloud9 deserves this. Fnatic's dropped their team. Even if they did have the investment, like they still don't deserve it more just because they're from London, I don't think. Like that that doesn't I don't yeah. So anyway, that's my that's my rant. Okay. All right, and uh, let's, let's talk about let's talk about the other LA team now. So the LA, other LA team was bought by Stan and Josh. Uh, Cro- I guess it's Kroink. I'm not sure. Kroink. I forget how you pronounce the last name. I think it's Kroinky. Uh, is it Kroinky? Okay, Kroinky. And um, I think out of the two, I believe Stan is the owner of the Rams and like the Nuggets, and uh, like he's part of a group that owns several Arsenal apparently teams. Yeah, Arsenal and Avalanche. I mean, they they own a a ton of teams, and then Josh, um, are they bro- they're brothers, right? Clearly, or, or, or relate in yes. some way, I believe. And I think I think they they're definitely tied to Walmart in some way too. So, um, you know, Stan obviously being the I think more notable one in sports uh, is a pretty big deal. You know, the fact that they're going to be um, you know buying into another LA team with NRG, I, uh, they don't actually have a team yet. So it'll be interesting to see which roster they end up picking up. You guys hear anything? Anybody? Any speculations? Nothing. Sorry, yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Somebody already posted what I said about <laughs> on Reddit. Oh, jeez, man. Of course they did. Oh, jeez. Three minutes ago. That okay. was fast. I had no idea. <laughs> but when you're asking people. Into, into the juice, dude. People love juice. Yeah, they definitely love juice. Um, so, anyways, second LA team, what do you guys think? You know, it's happened in, in football, obviously. Uh, it's in the NBA. There's two LA teams. You know, they, they share an arena and. Uh, yeah, I mean, what, what do you guys think about this? I'm excited about this for a very specific reason. A, first of all, it's everyone saying, why does LA get another team before other other cities? Like, look, these sports owners have their spe- they have their ownership stakes in like arenas around the world. This is the LA Rams. He has an arena there already, uh, or this yeah uh, stadium, yeah the stadium, yeah. Uh, so. I, I, you know, it, yes, I'd like to see a Denver team. Yes, I'd like to see a Toronto team, Vancouver. Like, there's all these big cities, Dallas. Like, uh, although we'll get to that. There's rumors about Dallas already, but I think it's great that there's two LA teams because a LA is a huge esports hub it, in the world. Uh, with you got to remember, there's there's more. Pe- <laughs> we ju- we just looked up how many people live in New Zealand. Twice as many people live in the LA area, literally. <laughs> Actually, more than twice as, many, uh, as all of New Zealand. So there's a lot of people, big fan base. And the other thing that makes me excited about this is two teams in LA means there can be two teams in Seoul, and there should probably be five teams in Seoul. So the fact that they're yeah. allowing more than one team per city is great, particularly because Korea and Seoul in particular deserves to have five teams. And I'm glad that that's going to be possible. 
I, I'm not sure how I feel about it, to be honest. I mean, if it's one team, okay, maybe I can live with that. Maybe I can, you know, just kind of like LA Clippers and LA Lakers now. You know, maybe that's okay. But five teams, no, I don't, that doesn't feel like this, you know, type of location, you know, geolocation type of the thing. The Korean like, fans deserve it, man. They like, do, but... The I players mean, and the fan base... It's it's all right. There's no region locks, so I like mean, yeah. So, technically, just every team in Overwatch League can be a Korean team. Uh, yeah, and so that, that's why I don't relevant. really, you know, it, like I think a lot. It's very easy to fall into this kind of World Cup mentality where it's just like, you know, these cities they they have to be the people from these cities yeah. you know, and things like that. And I think because it's it isn't that we shouldn't be thinking like that either. You know, like it it, it should be spread out more and you know these korean players and these american players they should be playing all over the c9 i mean oh i agree yeah so but But i'm I'm talking about the korean fans though the fans give them something to root for they have their team they they would have a team right they they're one team that's owned by a team owner that's never been in korean esports before like yeah but whose fault is that i mean you know i i don't know like (laughs) what's going on there but um i don't know i'm just like i think one team might be okay but I'd hate to see like two London teams and two LA teams and two New York teams. And then I, I don't there's think confusion. It'll be that. There's confusion. I don't think many teams are yeah. going to invest in the same area like that yeah. because like there there is like you said there are a lot of cities that like don't have that target yet. I just think a lot of orgs aren't willing to just like invest into a different area that isn't local already. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally there will get be obviously like with with Cloud Nine just diving yeah. onto another side of the freaking planet like obviously there are orgs that will be interested in that stuff it's just yeah. there are some that don't really want to move it's one of those things too that blizzard might just might not have a choice either you know like yeah. if there's only people that want to invest that are in the cities that are already taken then we just have to do it you know and then and i can understand that too uh so the other uh bit of news on is the same that, topic yeah on the same topic moving locations <laughs> moving locations and you know endemic sports brands that we've grown to to love and follow uh, there has been, or sources have reported, and this is from Jacob, I believe, Jacob Wolf, who has been on the show uh, from ESPN, that Blizzard is going, or Team Envy is to uh, basically being picked up by an Austin Dallas team that, or uh, group that's going to be buying that Austin Dallas team for the Overwatch League. So um, this is brand new. You know, I, I mean, I didn't know that there was going to be a Texas team that, you know, any any kind of cities in Texas. So uh, this is pretty exciting. I think this is if, if this indeed is true, then it's awesome that Envious obviously has a home. No, I don't think they would ever have had a problem actually having a home, you know, out of all the teams. But yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's kind of good that that we know, or at least there is pr- good indication that you know they are going to be nabbed up. So, what do you guys think about this? Austin, Dallas as a location. Well, if there's another team owner that absolutely deserves to be an OWL, it would be Hastro and Envious. Yeah. And I think it was only a matter of time for these guys. The only question is, like, they have this tie to the city of Charlotte. Like, Envious, have, didn't, like, the city of Charlotte invest in Envy or something like that? I, I don't remember. Yeah, anyway. DC and Energy, right? Yeah. Well, that happened, Envy also is with Charlotte. Maybe but, with Envy as well, yeah. Oh, really? But anyway, yeah. I'm just glad to see Envious getting in. Obviously, they've been one of the most successful teams since the goddamn first days of the beta. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they deserve it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I love everybody on that team. I, I've been playing against them since early closed beta. Uh, 
So to see them be like super successful, to be one of the two Western teams or players to win a Korean tournament ever, mm-hmm. and to get into Overwatch League and representing a city like Dallas is is, yeah. is awesome. I'm very happy for them. Yep, one of the two and last to ever win. It will never happen again. <laughs> never happen again. <laughs> Okay, and uh, I guess the next bit of news, and maybe to talk about, given that we're starting to see these announcements, we're starting to see actual teams and you know grouped players and teams being picked up by uh, these cities and these investment groups. Uh, one of the reasons is that we had a uh, post or by Blizzard that talked about player signings and salaries and more in the Overwatch League, and some of the big points that were listed in here was um, first off that there is an October 30th deadline for all teams and cities to, to nab up or to actually officially sign in their players. So there's only this window from August 1st to October 30th. Uh, so that's why we're starting to see movement, you know, and this is great. I mean, I think this is going to be exciting to, you know, in the next six weeks, basically seeing, you know, just more and more cities being announced and, and, you know, just more players and, and teams being nabbed up. And I think a lot of the players are probably, I know, Mangasha, are you, you feeling anxious right now too? Like, uh, you know, just with, uh, you know, possible future being picked up here? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much I can actually comment on this stuff without. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Saying things that I probably shouldn't say, uh, but I'm anxious. Yeah, excited I'm excited and anxious, and anxious at the same time. Uh, I I hope things work out with Renegades, but nothing is like super official yet, obviously, because Blizzard hasn't announced anything. So we'll yeah. just have to see. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a, the date is it's soon, man. That that's two and a half months. That yeah, that's 10, 11, 12 plus teams. However many more get signed, all have to find rosters, solidify them. I imagine almost every roster is going to get shaken up. Like I, I kind of would be surprised if if a ton of existing rosters are completely just uh, adopted. I, I think there's yep. probably going to be a ton of movement. Um, suspiciously, right before BlizzCon, seems like they want to do a, something like some kind of announcement, or at least like Weird. at least be able to unveil the teams at BlizzCon. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, that's not a lot of time, it's so we're going to start seeing <laughs> news soon. Yes. Yeah. There there hasn't that's been the great any thing of... I like about the signing period. Sorry to cut all of yeah, you no, off. Please. It, it's, it's a double-edged sword type of thing because it forces people to make a decision, but it could also force people to say no. So mm-hmm. like, you can get both sides. Like, It's awesome to see all these people signing on to Overwatch League, but maybe if there was more time, we would get even more. But, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see until the time comes, but... I think so. I think, I'm I, think maybe, I think maybe we would see more, but I, you have to think that they, they've been working on this for months already, right? So it's not like this is the beginning of them, you know, really trying to search out, you know, locations of things. I'm feeling like the locations are probably being nailed down, maybe the last few, you know, behind the scenes right now. And then, uh, I mean, there's not much time. There's six weeks. I mean, I, I think the sales period might even be potentially over, you know, in the next couple of weeks. And it's just like about trying to nail down players and everything like that from that here on out. So um, we uh, we still won't hear official rosters and things until later. But I I don't think the I think the you know the recruiting process at least for investors and things might be winding down here for them. Uh, some of the other things uh, specific wise with like contracts and things that they mentioned was that the minimum salary for players is going to be at least fifty k U S dollars, 
and um, teams will provide. She's like, nice. Yeah, nice. I'm okay. I, I'm yeah. a fan of that. And yeah. full benefits and <laughs> money, a 401k. Like money yeah. is good. You know, money is definitely good, and it's going to be a one-year guaranteed contract with mm-hmm. uh, possible extensions after that for additional years. And then you Makes will me even get more anxious. Yeah, you'll get benefits too <laughs> with the insurance and 401k plans. And um, and then the the bonuses, you know, for team performances, fifty percent of their team performance bonuses yeah, will I've, go to the players. I've heard of some of the things that players get, and obviously, I don't think I can repeat them. But it's uh, it's a lot of money. It's a lot, a lot of money. Well, they just talked about total bonuses available for Overwatch League in t- season one will be three point five million dollars, with a it's minimum ridiculous. of one million awarded to the season one champion. One million dollar prize pool per player, or no, probably this probably in total, yeah. just for the whole team, one million dollars probably. Wait, so. did I hear you right that the player bonuses can be up to five million dollars? Oh, those are three point, oh, so actually that's three point five. Is that, yeah. is that what you said? Oh, three point yeah, five. The total bonuses available for Overwatch League oh, teams yeah, yeah, yeah. season one will amount to three point five million USD. Yeah. Okay. So. Well. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, I mean, they, I don't expect that to love- happen in the first at, at first, but that's just like just thinking about that gets me excited. Well, the yeah, min, like, the min is the one million. million. Dude, that's what it's going into. <laughs> yeah, but the the min is one million. So this is bonuses. This is yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure. Thing, like, right? I, so. I wouldn't be surprised if Blizzard just like pushes it crazy and like marketing stuff, and they start. Like making team skins, like LA Immortals Overwatch skin for Genji. You got the agility Genji <laughs> right. skin. I'd right. buy that in a heartbeat. Totally. Way. I, I was totally all right, fanboy. Come on, <laughs> just kidding. I, he boosted me to BlizzCon, dude. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll throw some money his way. I don't mind. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, it's like yeah. stuff like that's gonna happen eventually. So like the money does make sense. It's just how much. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever it is, it sounds good already. And, and it's great that they have minimums already announced. So, uh, you know, like, you know, we don't have to speculate on, oh, man, this is just like high-end stuff, right? I'm glad that they put in those minimums because now, now I think a lot of people can, can feel or get a very good sense of, you know, whether this is something that you can do for a living, you know, for a long time, you know, and make those kind of life decisions. Uh, another thing, too, is that the rosters must be at least six players, but, and it's maxed at 12. So you can't have more that's than a 12. lot of players. Yeah, that's, that's just like basically two two per slot. But that, that's pretty good. And then there's no regional locking, you know, with birth or like we're your home country or anything like that. Yep. And then uh, teams will have to provide players with housing and practice facilities during the season, which will be met by professional standards set by Ooh. the Overwatch League. I, I like that. I so mean, none of the rundown. Most orgs <laughs> already provide like team houses. Like I'm at one right now. So you can probably hear people making comms and ranked overwatch but like the c9 has apartments envious has apartments um immortals has a house like selfless majority of teams point, yeah, yeah selfless had a house i'm pretty sure sinatra is still living in it <laughs> okay. don't, don't call me on that right. clg has a house like they already buy that stuff but i guess the standard for everything is just going to be like it's like right here right now yeah. maybe it'll be up here maybe made me up here hopefully but yeah. <laughs> you know all, all things considered like oh yeah lge has a house as well um yeah in, in the so. first in the first season too where everybody's gonna be in la right like definitely have to provide something there uh for everybody and then hopefully eventually in all these local cities too so this all sounds great like i mean 
right? I mean, this isn't smoke and mirror stuff. This all sounds good, you know, and and yeah. uh, legit. So, um, you know, we get really excited for the players, and we're gonna. Just, I, I think next week we're gonna probably have a good clump of things to talk about in, in terms of Overwatch League. So, uh, you know, just get ready for for definitely more news to come. Um, so before I guess uh, we move on to some more player news and things like that, I uh, just wanted to remind everybody that we can find the show on iTunes. The overview can be found if you just go search for Overwatch or the overview. And uh, we're also available on Google Play and SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash if you uh, just want to listen to it on the way to work or, you know, just on your iPad or your iPhone or whatever when you're working out, just, uh, you know, look for us. And uh, I want to give a shout out to just a few folks that have left some nice uh, five-star ratings for us because five-star ratings help with um, people finding the, the um, Overwatch or the overview whenever they're trying to find Overwatch podcasts since there you know, are a good number of them out there now. So, uh, you know, definitely it, it helps rank up, you know, in all those good those, those lists and things on iTunes. So I want to give a shout out to Wobble Thoughts and What Up Famo and Axis 88H. Thanks so much for those ratings and those awesome words that you left for us really um, – you know, keeps us going doing the show. Uh, uh, the next bit of news, we got some player team news here, and um, we've got. Uh, actually, I, just, I put this down first. So, contender season one, that's like starting this week or next the week. The fourteenth is next week, right? Monday, right? Yeah. Uh, so well, it starts on Monday. We haven't even heard anything about been, it. Right? It has been announced. Yeah, they haven't really been pushing it too hard, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm playing in it, so that's <laughs> yeah, pretty- exactly right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a great way just to show off players that aren't officially in Overwatch League yet, such as myself. Yeah, it's so. a good timing too, right? This, yeah, this is the combine, basically. Basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just, I just, yeah. it just feels weird though. Like, I know we went through season zero to get to this point, but yeah, only, they haven't really marketed teams, it like, like at all. Yeah, in eight teams. I'm I'm not a huge fan of eight teams. Like, I. It's I feel like a lot of teams, yeah, it, it did seem very rushed. I feel like maybe if it was like 12, it would be in a better spot. But yeah, eight just seems, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was go, my coach. Go, 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 go. Shout out yeah, to Oris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, it's, it's too small. I'm, I'm not a fan of eight. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's been some rumors, right, with that leak on another podcast <laughs> that mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be some teams buying people's slots. And yeah, like with that. Liquid, because mm-hmm. Liquid is pretty much like Liquid is basically Liquid is rip. Liquid got ripped. Let's talk yeah, about it's a quake. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good segue over to Liquid here. So, um, Liquid is, it's not official because we haven't seen it from. Liquid itself, but Jacob also reported that uh, Liquid is to drop its Overwatch team. Some players yeah. to stay with the organization, but representing them in a different game, and you know maybe a few just leaving the organization. And the big ones obviously are you know, just over- Team Liquid has always been a roster of like so, like a Hall of Fame of Quake players <laughs> and legends. Uh, yeah, legends that that like, that you know Rafa and Dang and. Um, they're all going to be going back to Quake Champions, apparently, and, you know, and competing for that million-dollar prize that they have over there. Yeah, that's uh, that's not surprising. They're yeah. all they're all pretty good at that game, and I'm glad that they're doing that. Yeah, I think you mean they're pretty good at Overwatch. They're gods of Quake. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that, yeah, that's, Rafa, the, that's the disparity. Rafa play that game is like actually insane. Yeah. I don't think I could ever play at that level. And he's playing Lucio, man. 
know. Right? Why was he playing Lucio? Does the robot Lucio? Yes, man. He, he tried playing like the highest skill role. ceiling ever, dude. Yeah, well, Lucio's now, just. Right yeah, but with Lucio, like everybody just makes them the shot caller, so like the mechanical skills don't show as well because you're too busy talking all the time and like coming up with game plans and stuff. You're yeah. too busy using your brain instead of your hands. Yeah, if you haven't seen Rafa play Quake, you have you need to do that because there are certain people, you know, there are certain legends in esports, and you know those legends they get old after a while and they drop off, but Rafa doesn't seem to ever drop off, and you know who knows how much longer that's going to last. You know, everybody gets old and things slow down, but uh, you know Rafa has been. I mean, how many years has it been now, guys? I mean, like. 2007 a long Eight, time ten, his career ten? Really he's been, been playing he's been playing it's, quake competitively longer than i have played yeah. first person shooters competitively yeah so definitely check it out i know there's an overwatch podcast but definitely you have to watch rafa play quake if he does end up you know obviously competing in the quake champion um another bit azk2 i think is going to, yeah going he got on a band from esl and yeah. esc i believe mm-hmm. so that, i'm like super happy about that i love that team i love yeah. steel even yeah. though he like despises Overwatch with a passion, I still love him. Yeah, so you know, good and bad news. You know, obviously, kind of sad that TL, which has always be obviously been a fan favorite organization in esports, you know, doesn't look like it's going to be. I mean, it doesn't say that they're leaving Overwatch. It just says that they're dropping. They, it it did say there's something, exactly. and like either that article or another saying that like chances are they're not going into Overwatch League, okay. which sucks. But totally sucked. I yeah. I was hoping. Uh, no offense to NRG. I, I was hoping that Team Liquid would get the San Francisco spot. One of their investors is one of the co-owners of the Warriors. So I thought, yeah, Magic Johnson made in sense, that, right? Magic yeah. Johnson's in this group too. Mm-hmm. So I I thought for sure they were positioning themselves for the Overwatch League. A little bit. This is definitely disappointing from that standpoint. But who knows? We'll see. You know, like maybe they nab up. San Diego, or I don't know, it's like a different team. Maybe there's two yeah. San Francisco teams. Who knows? I really hope they. I really hope they do come back because they they're like one of the few orgs similar to Envious that has been a part of the scene for Lord knows how long. I can't even remember when they picked that team up. Yeah, but they've been like very committed towards this game, and I like appreciate the time that they've spent with this game. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The next bit of news we got here is um, Seamus re- replaced by Brad Rajani, formerly of Selfless Gaming, as our coach. And that um, seemed kind of. I, I don't know how much he did. Uh, I was talking to Legit RC last night, and he said that he did help a lot with how good he is of a coach. And I've heard a lot of good things about Legit RC as a coach. Okay. So I hope that stuff works out for them. But we'll just have to see. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, energy hasn't been too successful, so shaking things up. Yeah, they, they haven't like gone. Brad gone through three coaches now. Yeah, I think Brad had a hand in making the selfless team that was dominating NA for like two, three months. So, seems like a good move to me. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for news, guys. I think why don't we wrap up? Given we've Chris, uh, I love it. Well, every single time, every single time, we're like, you know, let's do a shorter show today. Like we can, we can hour and a half. <laughs> That we just it just never ever happens. Yeah, it's just like okay, we're past hour and a half already, and yeah, so it's awesome. You know, Overwatch news is fluid and daily, 
And that's, you know, one of the things that we love about, you know, being able to talk about it, report it to you guys. And uh, it just makes our, my life a little bit harder playing these things because things just pop up and, and we have to add it last minute. And it, a lot of times when you're listening to us talk about it, it's literally on the fly because we haven't even th- thought about it at all, given that it just like literally just happened. So, um, yeah, hopefully I just <laughs> wanted to make sure you guys realize that. But anyways, Megachu. Great having you back on. It's been definitely a few months since we've had you you back. Yeah, on and, last uh, time I was here, I was still with Tempo. So yeah, was, yeah. So like, it's been quite a ball, bit, right? That was like, maybe, yeah, damn, it was long forever time. ago. Yeah, this was. Oh, we talked about the PTR patch that where like everything came out, like the huge one. Oh yeah, yeah, spent, yeah, the crazy one. Like, like, the first crazy one. We spent like one, forty right? minutes talking about the PTR patch alone. <laughs> well. We got to have you on definitely sooner or not wait that long the next time around. But um, definitely good luck to you, uh, you know, obviously in um, BlizzCon. And congratulations to you and Team Canada for making it through. And uh, in the meantime, like, where can people find you? And are you going to be streaming all that good stuff? Uh, my stream schedule is a little weird right now. I'm waking up at around, like I said, like super early in the morning. And I'm trying to stream at around like 7.30 a.m. And to, up until whenever I'm done streaming. Uh my Twitch URL and my Twitter are both Mangachu underscore. Since I happen to have this with me, uh, I haven't made the post yet, but I am going to be giving away my jersey. Wow. Okay. After BlizzCon? No, I have three. So oh, I you got, have three. <laughs> I got one to give away. Uh, nice. I'm going to be setting up the Gleam.io thing sometime soon. That's cool, I have man. no yeah. idea how that thing works, but I will figure it out. Wait, is it is it the already worn, like... Yeah, oh, essence, I've essence to manga too. I'm uh, probably gonna wash it because no. I've had too many people ask me not to wash it to the point to where it's weird. <laughs> so I kind of feel obligated <laughs> to wash essence. it. Yes. So follow me on Twitter at Mangachu underscore. Follow me on Twitch at Mangachu underscore. Both of those are gonna help you with the giveaway. Um, I do try to stream daily at early in the morning EST. Well, those are some nice jerseys. So, like, you know, obviously, memento from Mangachu, but also, if you just want to wear it, it's comfortable too. I look, they look comfortable. They, they are very, they are surprisingly soft for yeah. jerseys. Good stuff. Uh, ben, shout outs. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Mangachu. Good luck in the World Cup. Uh, I hope you and USA scrim your asses off. Please, <laughs> yeah. please take it seriously. I, actually, I guess you have contenders now too. So it's going to be yeah. tough to the way scrim a lot, but. Going into team, sorry to cut you off really quickly. Yeah. But the way that like we scheduled scrims, likely with Team USA and ourselves, was like we went out of a way to avoid conflicting with scrim schedules. So we we were both blessed by each other's presence. So we will scrim more just because you asked. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Get get each other's level each other up because you're both gonna uh, gonna need it. It's gonna be a tough uh, road ahead. Uh, and yeah, uh, tune in this weekend to the Overwatch World Cup. In Santa Monica, if you're going to be there, I'll be there on Sunday. Make sure to find me and say what's up, and I'll give you a high five. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. All right, and I'll wrap things up by thanking both of you guys, of course, and everybody for watching the show tonight. I know it's a late one, and uh, it's mostly just because we wanted to get it in this week. Otherwise, we wouldn't have done one, <laughs> and that would have been another week. So we'll be back to our regular time on Tuesday next week, hopefully with uh, ZP being back. But you can find the VODs on YouTube.com slash ChamionV, as always. And you can follow the show's Twitter at the Overview GG, And uh, you can follow me on at ChamionV, and if you want to keep track of you know the the show you can follow this channel too on twitch um but that's going to be it guys for the overview tonight so for uh, Chan- uh mangachu fish sticks and myself champ we'll see you next week <laughs>